0: I <laughs> don't
1: There are more questions than answers. Like did the first inventor of camping say, hey, let's all go outside and pretend to be homeless. Do you like camping? Are you into camping, Miss Morris? Yes. Do you like camping?
2: I like glamping.
1: You like glamping. How would you like to spend three weeks in an oxygen tent? People in sleeping bags <laughs> are the soft tacos of the bear world up here. Did you know that? Yes. Camping, getting drunk, with insects. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of The Mysterious from the room next door now every week we place our ear against the wall my mother snores in relation to the last thing she saw on the television it's very interesting how our unconscious works let's have a listen and see what she's doing now oh she's seen jaws she won't get much sleep tonight and i feel bad for my dad so, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervesant, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and skills to tonight's show heather took the wrong medication this week on the plus side she's protected against heartworms and fleas for the next 3 months <laughs> welcome to the show miss morris
3: i'm sorry i accidentally grabbed yours oh,
1: no. <laughs> I will admit, (laughs) Heather's on minus three. (laughs) That's the quickest minus three in the history of MQTA. I'm glad everyone was here to witness that. I did leave my dog shampoo once in the shower. And you know what it's like in the shower. You're under there. The water's coming down. You're not looking. You grab the nearest bottle. I have washed my hair in dog shampoo. And for the next two or three weeks, I had a very lustrous and shiny full head of hair, but I couldn't drive anywhere. I had to put my head out of the window and taste (laughs) the air. So there was downsides as well. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy (laughs) Michelle Corrie. Michelle Corrie was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle had a lazy day today. She spent all day in her underwear looking for better jobs. Her boss did not look amused. (laughs)
2: I don't care. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you. Did you know that if you rearrange the letters of Postman, it makes them really unhappy? I just thought I'd share that with you. (laughs) Sitting. Let me just have that riding through the air. Mm. Sat in the corner, chained to the wall, eating nothing but peanuts, keeping out of the sunlight. Is Nathan Bush joining us again this week? Nathan prefers the term surprise adoption to the word kidnapping. (laughs) Hi, Adrian. Welcome to the show, Nathan. They're mad, they're bad, they're paranormal. This is Series 3, Episode 9. Where did that go? Episode 9? Wow. I know remarkable times joining us of course on the table in front of me is the gravy boat of gong of infinite knowledge with of course the mustard of lifeboats the mayonnaise of oars everything's there for you let me stand back i'll take a run up doesn't get any better does it I wonder if it's too late to swap it out. Uh, On this day, it promises much but delivers little. Yeah. On this day in 1867, the US bought Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million. That works out at two cents an acre. So for the first time on the history of MQTA... Everything you've ever wanted to know but was afraid to ask about the mad and crazy laws that are in Alaska. You are not allowed. (laughs) Yes, they do have some. You are not allowed to push this animal from a moving plane in or over Alaska. Simple enough question points to be one. A goose. Straight away, you're going with a what? A goose. A goose. You're going with a goose, are you? So you're not allowed to push a goose. Out of an aeroplane, over Alaska. Yep. Straight into the engines, <laughs> out yep. the other side, feathers yep. everywhere. Yep. That's not good news for anyone, is it? Geese can fly, of course, so it does have an added advantage of getting back down to the ground. If it was a Canadian goose and you took it to Alaska, it'd have to make its way home again, wouldn't it? Hitchhiking all the yes. way. Don't pick up hitchhiking geese, by the way. Worst thing you can do, little recidivist. They'll take your money, take your wallet, take your wife as well, probably. This is where we are. You're going to go with Goose, are you? Yes. Michelle. Oh, I'm torn. Oh, no. Well, why didn't you say both and I can say wrong for both? See how that works.
2: A moose or a grizzly
1: bear? A moose. Or a, we're really covering our bases. You want your chips yep. on black and red, don't yes. you? Yes. If you had a choice, which one would you go for? Just saying, if you had to, you know, commit. Bear. You're going bear. It's moose. Darn it. <laughs> wow. I think Rats. Morris, Morris has been cheating and looking at my notes. I think why? she thought, because moose is very similar to goose, isn't it? If you're reading upside down.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give Michelle a point. I'm feeling in a very philanthropic mood.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Miss Morris's face. This is why we can't have cameras
0: <laughs> in the studio. <laughs>
1: i just feel bad for the moose just sat there hey gavin pass me the pretzels in the in-flight magazine next thing you know whoosh, out the door hurtling towards the ground somebody sat in juno minding their own business eating doritos watching NASCAR. moose comes through the ceiling turns around to his wife says that doesn't happen every day dead moose straight through the ceiling he only went on the flight because it was cheap didn't even get a chance to open his pretzels. Not that they have posable thumbs, but, you know, you'd have to open them for him, wouldn't you? <sighs> Unbelievable. He's now got somewhere to hang his hat and coat. Right. That's right. So it's not the end of the world, is it, to be fair? Mm. Do you know, it's also illegal to give a beer to a moose, although I'd share that with you as well, and you're not allowed to wake one up to take a photograph. You can't nudge it, say, smile for the camera, not going to happen. How do
3: you know it's sleeping?
1: Well, it's snoring, isn't yeah. it? What's wrong with you? a moose snores apparently have you seen their noses if it was lying on its back it would oh my god just saying
2: wow i had a pet
1: moose you've got a oh here we go more lies lies (laughs) and lies you've caught me out with that once i'm not falling for that again if you have a pet flamingo okay for the sake of this story we'll call him fernando if you've got a pink flamingo his name's fernando he's a very well-behaved little boy Doesn't eat anything except shrimps. Looks after himself. Uses the litter box. Good with the kids. You're going into town. You're going to do a bit of light shopping. You think to yourself, I'm going to visit a few of the sites. You are not allowed to take that pink flamingo into where? You're in Main Street. You've got the whole... Main Street where? Main Street in Alaska.
3: What's a flamingo doing there?
1: I have no idea, but if you had a pet one, you can't take him to this location. The ice cream parlor. In Main Street. If you had a flamingo, because when you're in Alaska, I'm sure the first thing you want when you wake up is ice cream, right?
3: Or the post office.
1: (laughs) Wow. When did we suddenly start embracing the convention that you give me two answers to every question?
3: Again, hedging bets. It's going to be the post office or the ice cream parlor. You can't
1: take your pet flamingo to the ice cream parlor. Or the post office. Wow. Seems to be a lot of rules in Alaska, doesn't there? Michelle Corrie, where are you not allowed to take that bird?
2: The hardware store.
1: It's the barber's shop. If you go and get your hair cut, you can't take your flamingo with you. Them's the rules. I don't make them up. They're there. They're I on think statute. you are
3: making them up. I'm not- I'd love to see that rule.
1: I will find it for you. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. now. I'm not plucking these out of thin air. I have to look this stuff up. It's Do true. You? Absolutely. But you can't take him to the barber shop. This is where we are. We're going to move away from animals now just to give you a chance because points are thin at the moment. And I want to see you get a few points. You are not allowed to blow this if you're in Fairbanks, Alaska. A bubble. You are not allowed to blow a bubble.
3: Ooh, no, gum. You, how many ghosts do you
1: want? <laughs> bubble gum. Bubble. We got there in the end, didn't we? <laughs> you can give me the answer in parts if you want. You are not allowed to blow bubble gum if you're in Fairbanks, Alaska. Ooh, or a bugle. Oh fuff. F- what are you going with? Commit. Mm. A bugle. She's looking for clues.
0: A bugle.
1: That's a small dog, isn't it? (laughs) Michelle, what are you not allowed to blow if you're in Fairbanks, Alaska?
2: Blow. (laughs) Sorry.
1: It's no good doing actions. We're on the radio.
2: He can't blow up the Iditarod.
1: I'm sorry, I have no I idea know. what you're talking about. <laughs> it is, in fact, a horn.
2: Nice one, Morris. I win.
1: In any manner that disrupts the peace. No blowing of horns anywhere in Fairbanks. It's true. Look Ooh. at my points. The
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. only one who'd think this prize is a stake. Miss <laughs> Morris is up to a rather resplendent minus one. Wow. Yeah, you're not allowed to blow it in a built-up area between the hours of darkness wearing a loud shirt, apparently. But that is true. No blowing of horns in Fairbanks, Alaska. You can't do this to your dog in Juneau. There.
3: many things You can't do this to To
1: your dog.
3: dog. You can't beat him.
1: You're not allowed to beat your dog. I think that's normally the rules... In most places around the world, unless you're in the Philippines or somewhere. Mm,
3: drag him with a leash. How many goes? What, what is this?
1: <laughs> How many answers can I throw at the wall until one sticks? <laughs> so you're not allowed to beat your dog. You're not allowed to... Drag him. Drag him. I had a pet, On a leash. No, it's true. I had a pet goldfish that I used to take for many long drags. This is true enough. Michelle, uh-huh. what are you not allowed to do to your dog in Juneau?
2: You can't make them be a sled dog.
1: That's a very good answer. It's 100% wrong, of course. Mm. You're not allowed to groom your dog.
2: I Did was you know going
0: that?
3: to see that.
0: It's but... no
1: good saying that after the event, is it? I've just got this memory, this idea, this concept, that there's lots of rasta dogs chilling, <laughs> smoking weed in Juno, where they've never been groomed. Rasta dogs, you know? wa guan ya mi Woof. As I live and breathe rasta dogs on this day in 1987 Vincent van Gogh's Sunflowers sold for a record 39.7 million dollars i would say that that's probably close to a billion now at the time that was a record but other people have sold monet for example there has been other sales in paintings that have gone beyond that what would that be worth now oh my god be incredible the sunflowers one of the most iconic pieces of artwork in the world probably Second to the Mona Lisa, I would suggest. He
3: did Possibly. more than one,
1: didn't he? He did indeed. Yes. He painted about 12. He thought it would be a fabulous idea. When his friend Gauguin was visiting him, he had a poor little wooden cabin. He didn't have much in the way of possessions. He filled the entire room with sunflowers. So he painted them, but he put them in there to make it cheery. For Gauguin, who was a miserable sod, he was French. I don't think he was interested. Probably had hay fever. This is where we are. So, for the first time... In the history of MQTA, I can't believe that. Amazing facts and knowledge about the world of art, which is something I know very little about. (laughs) Easy to do. Get the points here. You can go left or right, literally. Which ear did he cut off? There. Left. Morris is going left.
2: I think it was his left.
1: That would make sense if he was right-handed, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was his left ear. You never saw him wear glasses, so it improved his eyesight unbelievable oh you wouldn't think that cutting your ear off would improve your eyesight grant wood he painted of course very famous american gothic the farmer and his wife with the pitchfork in his front daughter. of the in front of the pioneer <laughs> wooden white building we see that all around the midwest don't we what i need you to do for me is tell me what grant wood used for his front door he lived there for 10 years and he used for something very specific For his front door. And to get the point, you just need to tell me what he used there. What could be more simple?
3: Mm, What he used for his front door? I'm going to say bark.
1: He used bark. He was living in the woods. Mm -hmm. Stripped the bark off the trees. Here we see the deer coming out of the woods for the first time. It's spring. They're licking at the bark and the tender shoots as their parents watch over them as predators come around the deer. Yes, you're using bark, are you? hmm His bark's worse than his bite, Michelle. What did he use for a front door?
2: A canvas.
1: He used a coffin lid. He stayed oh. in the attic of a funeral home, carriage house, for over 10 years, and he had a coffin lid. And on that coffin lid front door, he had a little dial, and it either said, in, out, partying, sleeping, in the bathroom. And he turned it round, depending on where he was. What was unusual about the painting Le Bateau by Henri Matisse when it was hung in the New York Museum of Modern Art? It was hung upside down. It was hung upside down. That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it, Miss Morris? Henri Matisse, one of my all-time favourite artists, of course. If you get a chance to look at his work, I would recommend that highly. What was unusual about Le Bateau hanging in the Museum of Modern Art, Michelle?
2: I agree with Heather. They hung it upside down.
1: I'm going to give you some extra points. That is true. They did hang it upside down. I will give you the yeah. points. Miss Morris is on three. Mm. Michelle was on a very resplendent five. That's going to take some catching. Closest one will win the points, just as an extra. How many days was it hung upside down before they realised it was hung upside down? An Australian pointed it out to them, apparently.
2: Mm, 120.
1: <laughs> You're going with 120. What are you going with, Miss Corrie? Lower? Or higher.
2: I'm going to have some hope and say lower, and I'm going to go with 67.
1: 67. It was 46. You will win the points. You're now up Whoa. to seven. It spent 46 days hung on the war, the Museum of Modern Art, upside down. If anyone's interested, it's a little blue sailing ship and the reflection. So it's easily done, but it was actually upside down. On this day... In 1842, ether was used as an anaesthetic for the very first time by Dr. Crawford Long in Georgia. I don't know what you made me smell on that handkerchief, but it really made my bottom sore. (laughs) So, for the first time on MQTA radio, I can't believe that fascinating facts and statistics about medical miracles and complaints. A Canadian man took a large dose of migraine medication and turned his what green? What did he turn green, Miss Morris?
3: His wee wee. He turned (laughs) his pee
0: wee green.
1: (laughs) Yellow river, yellow river. His pee wee turned green. Mm -hmm. My mum was a biochemist in a hospital. She said she's seen every colour. And every shade known to man. I'd share that with you. Obviously, she enjoyed her job immensely. I couldn't be doing that all day long. What turned to green, Miss Corrie, after he took an excessive dose of migraine medication? His eyes. He had a very rare condition. It was his blood, by the way. Just like Mr Spock. His blood turned green. It was called sulfhemoglobinemia. They are? It's when the sulphur binds to the haemoglobin carrying the oxygen in red blood cells. You cannot say that you leave this show with less than you arrive with, but just like Dr. Spock, apparently. Do you remember that moment in Star Trek? One moment, Captain. Sensors have detected a Pokemon nearby. True enough. Remember that towards the end of Series 3? In November... Two thousand and thirteen a Romanian woman was admitted to hospital because for a whole week solid she could not stop herself from doing what? You're in Romania. (laughs) You're in Bucharest. You've come over a bit strange. Her name's Ingrid. I I can't got nothing to back that up, there's no facts, but it seems to suit the period and the time, doesn't it? She had the hiccups. He had the hiccups
3: for a whole
1: week. She couldn't stop herself from hiccuping.
3: No, she kept hiccuping. She couldn't stop.
1: Yes, I understand this concept. That. Absolutely. We're sticking with that, are we?
3: Yes.
1: Miss Sneeze, girl. sneezing. You're gonna determine to stick with the sneezing.
2: Yeah.
1: She had a condition that lasted just a week. They think it came from either a stroke or a seizure, but it just cleared up on its own. But she spent the entire week singing the same song <sighs> over and over and over. I guess... It would depend on what the song is, wouldn't it? Maybe. Can you imagine, what's the most irritating song you can think of? Ace um, of Base or something like that? What would the you Macarena. Mm. Ew. Rhinestone Cowboy. Ninestone Cowboy.
3: This is a song
1: that never ends. Why does Ingrid look funny? What's happening to Ingrid? Near, far, <laughs> wherever you are. Sorted, uh, done, finished. We now get... <laughs> That was then. This is now. We go towards our favourite part of the show, the
0: mailbag.
1: We love reading out the mailbag. These are your messages of support. These are your emails. Everything you post on Facebook, we love reading them out, as long as they're nice, of course, the bad ones I send to my mother. JLW posted on SoundCloud, you guys and girls always make me laugh. But that last one literally left me crying. That was written on episode one of season three. That's now available on SoundCloud. It was the poop knife story, by the mm, way.
2: Excellent. Hello.
1: He cried so much and a small amount of we came out, apparently.
2: Yay, that was great.
1: Johnny has also posted on SoundCloud, can I borrow your poop knife? <laughs>
2: no.
1: <laughs> that was <laughs> a classic MQTA moment, oh wasn't it? If God. you go to SoundCloud, go to SoundCloud, search for MQ ta radio all of the stories are there completely free of charge we've got our stories for the last five years you can listen to them back to back if you've got a long journey in the car if you're in the gym if you're walking the dog if you're doing a bit of housework that's soundcloud.com mq ta radio completely free everything for the last five years and that was episode one of series three the poop knife story apparently was very very funny and if you're listening now on soundcloud why didn't you press the little orange love heart show us how much you love the show why not cut and paste and show everyone on your social media what you're listening to at the moment and don't forget we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we call not for your mother that we can't read out on dark matter radio at the top of the hour we stay in the studio we read out the stories from the week that are laden with filth so dirty but Maiden off. with innuendo. Nuendos. No Naughtiness. Naughty. Sauciness. Saucy. Saucy. Cheekiness. Cheekies. Lots of other Nessies. Dirty But mess. we cannot read them out on S. If you go to SoundCloud, we have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show, and that was the round the poop knife was in. No more needs to be said, but we're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google, all over the place. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. Stephen Posted. I enjoyed Friday night's show. Heather Morris astounds with those incredible voices.
3: Ooh, yes. that, never a
1: truer word said. I was astounded. <laughs> Adrian astounds by taking 10 points back, which was a long time in coming, apparently. It's all fun, fun, fun. 10 points to all. Well, who's going to argue with Stephen? We're going to give ourselves 10 points each.
2: Thank you, Stephen.
1: Thank Michelle you. Michelle is now on 17. I'm on 10. Miss Morris is on 13. Who knew? We're all... How many times in the history of MQTA have we all been on double integers? That's quite, many. quite remarkable. Alva posted underneath, it could have been worse. It could have been a poop knife.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> I know. Five years I've been doing this show. <laughs> i've been searching the paranormal cryptozoological things ufology the bizarre and weird but it's the poop knife every time isn't it like psycho coming down with it you are there all those messages were posted on facebook all of tonight's stories all of the fun the camaraderie the jokes the cartoons there's a lot on there to do with the easter bunny at the moment people are posting their worst pictures taken with the easter bunny very very funny but Everything we do is on Facebook. All of the places we go, everything we get up to and much, much more. If you go to Facebook, that's more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And we have 6,100 followers on there at the moment. So thank you one and all for that. Do you remember last week? I said very randomly, let's do a test. See how many people listening to the show are actually psychic. And I picked a card and it was the three of hearts. Jonas in California posted, Whoa, freaked me out for a second. I had the Three of Spades. Still wrong, though, Jonas, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: Hi, Jonas.
1: Martin in New York says, Three of Clubs for me. So we're good Ooh. with the numbers, apparently, but not with the suits. So let's do that again. I'm going to think of a card. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. It's Mrs. Bunder Baker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There we go. Eight of Spades. There. Anyone getting that? Anyone gets the eight of spades? They need to write in and tell me they are psychic. Martin has also posted a picture and said, I look like D Schneider. Yes. Although I do have a twisted sister, if that helps.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't see it myself. He's old and he's graying and he's receding at the sides and he's got a gray beard and wrinkles. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> wow. Okay, no one jumped in to help me. Martin in New York is one of our Patreon listeners. Martin!
0: Thank you, Martin!
1: If you go to Patreon, this show's free. It will always be free. We love doing it. We've done it for five years. There's 180-odd shows now on SoundCloud, completely free. But we do have expenses. We have studio costs. All the platforms I read out earlier, we have to pay for. If you wish to donate a single dollar... 100 pennies. You can't even buy a Snickers bar for that. If you wish to donate a single dollar, if we make you laugh, if you leave this show with more than you arrive with, that has got to be worth a single dollar. So if you go to Patreon, search for MQTA Radio, with your dollar, you actually get to listen to the show first. So after we go live on Dark Matter at eight o'clock, that show is then available. You can listen to that first. Otherwise, we're about six or seven weeks behind on SoundCloud. So that's available to you. We're going to start with another show. We have other things for you. There's surprises there as well. If you go onto Patreon, there are other shows there that will never, ever be on the radio. But you get a little bit extra there as well. A little bit of an Easter egg. That's patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio. And Martin has done that. And many other people. We thank you for supporting the show. And it's going to be free forever. Amen. Good times. Cynthia posted. I think my favourite part of the show has become Adrian's rhymes at the end of all of his stories. Smell what I did or don't prize off the lid. Do you remember that one? Yeah,
2: the fart salesman. The man who
1: was arrested for selling farts in jars because he didn't have a trading licence because apparently 60% of the job was there. See the things you're missing if you don't listen. Unbelievable. But that's her favourite part of the show, apparently. Finally, we have a new listener. His name is Tom. He posted on Facebook, I listen to your show on Dark Matter on Fridays while I'm working here in a porn store in Maryland.
2: Hey Tom. Hi, Tom.
1: Oh. Mm, Discount. Discount. What are you after? What are you looking for? You just want to put your finger in lots of things, list. don't you? Yeah. Send me the list. Anything with a Jacobean goat yes because it makes me horny oh, oh my i was looking at my attorney as you were saying that <laughs> we need to move swiftly on can you believe on Twitch? if you go to twitter find adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s for the international paranormal society we have 99.8 <gasps> thousand followers please go on there my My mental illnesses won't allow me to have 99.8. I need to get up to 100,000 that's where I am it's driving me insane please get on there for my sanity and (laughs) mental health if you listen first we're on the dark matter digital network at 8pm central time every single Friday night come rain or shine we have a 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world my books are also available if you're into ghosts, history, hauntings the paranormal everything's there for you if you go to Amazon and search for Adrian Lee I have the book how to be a Christian psychic what the bible says about helios mediums and paranormal investigators that's available for you as well and if you're not sure whether you'd like that book i've read three chapters free of charge on youtube search for how to be a christian psychic Adrian Lee on youtube there's three chapters on there completely free and remember if you go to patreon search for mqta radio and you will find everything there for you and we will charge you a dollar and we will be very grateful now last chance if you've always wanted to be a paranormal investigator if you've always wanted to go and investigate with me in a darkened room with all the equipment i am holding a ghost hunting 101 class in granite falls in southwest minnesota it is happening this coming thursday we're doing three thursday nights in a row the 5th the 12th the 19th of april in granite falls six o'clock to 8 p.m if you wish to join me the money will be donated to the local nursery they're trying to start up in Granite Falls for all the little winkles whose parents have to work. So the money's going to charity. But if you're interested in coming on a ghost hunt with me, three nights in a row, I'm going to teach you how to ghost hunt. I'm going to show you all the equipment. And on the final night, on the 19th, we're going to go into a very, very historic haunted building owned once by Jacob Schmidt, the guy who founded the Schmidt Brewery back at the turn of the last century so if you're interested you need to write an email to kathy.anderson that's with a c kathy.anderson at granitefalls.com or if you go to facebook just type in GraniteFalls, comma minnesota and you will see ghost hunting 101 with adrian lee we're not doing this again this is a one-off opportunity very rarely do i hold these events very rarely do i let members of the public come with me on paranormal investigations but it seemed like such a good cause I wanted to make that happen. Here we are. Michelle's on 17. How did that happen? I am on 10. (laughs) I know. Heather's on 13. Would you like to comment, Miss Morris? On what? I don't know. You look like you had something to say.
3: No. You're happy, i I'm trying to pay attention.
1: Wow. Who knew such things? (laughs) This is the round. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember... We don't do orbs. Vicky Patterson has left her fans spooked after they spotted something eerie while she was taking a bath. Nathan looking through the window. (laughs) The I Am A Celebrity star showed off her pins in a luxury bath, but unfortunately for her, her fans ended up getting distracted by something other than her legs. As she posted the reflective shot, begging to return to her South African paradise, following a romantic getaway with fiancé John Noble, her followers were left stunned when they noticed the face of a young woman amongst the bubbles. Wasn't that Michael Jackson's chimp?
2: Oh, yeah, it was. Bubbles.
1: What was even more disturbing was that the image appeared to have a hand gagging their mouth. And a beard, if you look close enough. Clearly creeped out. The ghost hunters were quick to share what they'd noticed online. One wrote, that's creepy. You can see a face. It's so clear. Another added, this is why I take showers. (laughs) Just for Cynthia. Ghosts in the bath. Or you're having a laugh. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. It's bunk. With Adrian Lee. And you can see the picture of the face in the bath. You're absolutely 100% correct. It is bunk.
3: May I say, too, that why are you taking pictures like that and posting it?
1: Have you seen what celebrities do these days? They're taking pictures of their arses and their legs and their bosoms and all sorts.
3: (laughs) But it's completely crap. Just saying. It's Matrix
1: in. You're seeing a face in amongst the bubbles. Why are they looking that closely? That's what I want to know. If you are playing the bell bunk and snort MQTA drinking game, that was the first bunk of the night, and you can take a shot. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
3: An uncanny figure appearing in images from a haunted cemetery may be that of a soldier from the 1600s. So it's claimed the spooky figure is seen strolling through the headstones in the images taken by Louisa Farrell, who was touring the historic burial ground while taking part in one of the cemetery's organized walks. The creepy shape seems to be wearing a plate armor typical of the 17th century Civil War era reports the Liverpool Echo. So we're in England.
1: We are. I'm surprised, though, because the Civil War didn't get really as far as Liverpool. It happened in the Midlands, to be honest.
3: I the outline of a face can also be made out, and the shape is wearing what could be a helmet. Keith Braithwaite has hosted the Ghost Walks in the St. James Cemetery since 2002 and said it is one of the most haunted cemeteries on Maryside. Describing the chilling picture, the ghost hunter said it looks like the battle dress back in the day, and I think it's a soldier from back when Prince Rupert came to Liverpool.
1: Good old Prince Rupert. Who's Prince Rupert? Prince Rupert, I believe, was one of the main protagonists of the British Civil War the English Civil War, back in the 1640s. I think he was a monarchist, if my memory serves me right, but I'm happy to stand corrected in these orthopedic shoes.
3: Mm. Louisa, who captured the mysterious figure on March 7th, said it was my first ghost walk with Keith, and I was really excited to have seen something show up, and the first thing I saw was a face on the right-hand side. But then I noticed the figure on the left, which I thought looked like some sort of priest. Well, now we've got a priest... And a knight or civil war person. It's a cleric. They wear
1: armor and they are a priest.
3: Well, there you go. The picture has got loads of atmosphere in it. But Keith said it is one of the most haunted cemeteries on Maryside. Plus, there's lots of history to the people who are buried in there. All my walks are free of charge. Members do have a little whip around sometimes. And that all goes towards the Halloween nights I have for the kids of the members of the group. And I now nearly have eight thousand Facebook members on the group worldwide, so congratulations, Keith, but it's still bunk. I've seen the photograph.
1: If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you're more than welcome to take your second drink of the evening. Just a blurred picture of a leaf. Or Keith, Keith, something touched me underneath. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm done. It's the cold, fickle (laughs) finger of doom.
3: I'm going to keep score next week.
1: Yes, that happened once, about three years ago, and it did did not go well. It's never going to happen. It can go well for anyone (laughs) other than yourself. (laughs) Philip Schofield's leg appears to have been amputated after sitting in a haunted wheelchair on the show this morning. Phil, 55, and co-host Holly Willoughby chatted to paranormal investigator Neil Packer about a series of items, including the wheelchair the investigator claimed the wheelchair was haunted by hundreds of wounded soldiers and added i sat in it and it felt like my left leg had been amputated So no one's buying him slippers for Christmas and he's got 50% less toenails to cut. See, there's always a silver lining. (laughs) Showing he wasn't scared, Philip, who is known to be a sceptic of anything paranormal, went straight and sat in the chair and wound up Holly by pulling a scared face. They wrote alongside it on Facebook, I don't want to alarm anyone but my sister received a bunch of flowers today and when she took a photo of them she later noticed philip's left leg looked to have been amputated the scary part is that during the time philip was sitting in the haunted wheelchair that people have reportedly claimed they felt numbness down their left side while sitting in the very same chair it wasn't the only spooky thing to happen during the segment as Holly was left freaked out when the studio was plunged into darkness during the experiment with the haunted antiques. The spooky items were left in the building overnight to see whether any paranormal activity would take place. To be fair, TV studios are rammed full of EMF, aren't they? Electrical magnetic field, you couldn't get more, could you, in a TV studio? It's like a finger buffet for ghosts. And to Holly's horror... Video footage showed that at 3.41am the lights in the studio went off and didn't come back on again. The scared-looking host asked the investigator, who has opened the first Paranormal Antiques Museum, what might have happened. He told them, that's really interesting because I asked the spirits to affect something. I was hoping it would be live on the show. Philip revealed the security guy promises he didn't turn the lights off. Haunted wheelchair, or we don't care. Who cares? Who cares? 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 Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the ghostly photograph of Phil with his leg missing as he sits in the haunted wheelchair. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
2: It turns out a small black box with a dangling red wire and a little blue light investigated by Windsor's Bomb Squad Tuesday isn't exactly dangerous, at least to the living. The Windsor Police Explosives Disposal Unit were called to Mackenzie Hall around 7.15 p.m. to investigate a suspicious package. Police determined the package was safe and that there was no evidence of explosive material. Constable Andy Dulliard would not confirm whether a suspicious package in question was actually a ghost-hunting device that had been left behind.
1: I've left so many equipment in my time in various buildings historical all around the world I'm not surprised that hasn't been done if you're in a historic building and you see a red and white fishing bobber on the top of a bookcase on the top of a shelf on a door handle it's mine I put all these fishing bobbers out as trigger objects so if the ghost knocks them over I'm in another room I can hear them bounce down the stairs or I can hear them making noise but I forget where I put them so at the end of the night I'm collecting all my fishing bobbers up And there's a couple are missing. So if you're in a historic building anywhere in the Midwest, and you see a red and white fishing bobber in a place it shouldn't be, it's mine, and I've been there. (laughs) Like a calling card, isn't it?
2: I like that. But the spokesperson for the Listowel Paranormal Society said that little black box belonged to them.
1: I'd keep that quiet. (laughs) Wouldn't they be coming to you for some money and saying you've managed to call out the bomb squad? We'll recoup some of that.
2: Well, he said he didn't even realize the EMF detector, short for Electromagnetic Field Sensor, was missing after the Society completed a sweep for spirits at the hall last Friday. Then the police showed up at his door. After describing a bit of gear, he got bad news. They said, Unfortunately, we can't give it back to you, it's been destroyed. Jen (laughs) Jen Parker, assistant director for the society, described the EMF sensor as a standard piece of equipment that's carried by each member of the six-person team during a search. The spirit searchers are taking a lesson from their nearly explosive experience. The spokesperson said the team will make sure that they have all of their equipment with them before leaving future sites. Despite the scare, he said the staff at Mackenzie Hall aren't too spooked to welcome them back again soon.
1: Wow. Black Box and the Bomb Squad were right on time. Right on time. (laughs) Bit of 90-0 pop there. Who doesn't like that? At the end of the round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle's on 17. In fact, I've missed your point. You're on 19. Boom. I'm on 15. Miss Morris is bringing up the real on 13. A very high-scoring round as we move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology, it's green men and uh, hairy beasties. Paul O'Grady is too terrified to go to sleep in case he wakes up surrounded by aliens. The 62-year-old presenter even believes he is being watched by extraterrestrials from another planet, having first realised it when listening to an interview with 1980s pop singer... Kim Wilde. He said on the BBC two radio show, I was listening to Kim and she was going on about aliens. We've got them in Kent. I'm serious over Folkestone, Dungeness and Hythe. I've seen them and I'm not the only one. The army say it's not them sending flares up. So we don't know. But I'm just terrified of waking up one night and there's this thing at the bottom of my bed like E.T. You don't know, do you? It's like I'm taking the dog around the orchard and I'll look up and there's these weird lights. I'm being observed at two in the morning.' Paul, who lives in Adlington in Kent, isn't the first person from the area to report unusual activity. In 2010, the Ministry of Defence released secret files which showed a UFO was reported over the Linth home of ex-Tory leader Michael Howard in 1997. Witness Sofa Wadley said there was a large triangular-shaped flying craft hovering 300 metres off of the ground. Meanwhile, Kim, 57, has also spoken of her own experiences with paranormal activity. She said she saw a spacecraft 20 times the size of an aeroplane and named her album Here Comes the Aliens after a bizarre encounter on the very day that Michael Jackson died. I've seen them, Kim, or I'm not that dim. You decide for yourself if you go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with... Adrian, Lee, and you can read that story in four. I shall give myself two points for being informative and a little bit intriguing. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of green men and hairy beasties?
3: A New York resident on Monday said he spotted a humanoid with a wolf head. Ooh! Oh. 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 Yes, wolfie. The 16-year-old eyewitness who is also a Native American from Oneida, who provided his identity but was kept anonymous as per the standard code of journalism ethics regarding the disclosure of the identity of a minor, said that he was on his neighbor's property looking for wild berries in the summer of 2017 when he encountered the creature at around 4.30 p.m., I found some of the berries. Oh, here we Ooh. go.
1: And <laughs> oh, yeah. was picking
3: through them. Wow, we got
1: away with it for 45 minutes, didn't we?
3: When I heard what sounded like several branches break nearby.
1: <laughs> oh, we've got sound effects now, have we? Do we get to pay extra for that? that? that's the That's broken twigs, is it? <laughs> It's I can't a, believe.
3: A fast running animal.
1: I can't believe you brought a box of twigs into the studio.
0: <laughs> Let's hope the story next week is about a ship going down. We'll have a
1: bucket of water.
3: <laughs> well.
1: Uh, Make the sound of the berries. Okay. Make the sound of the rabbit. <laughs> and on that farm, he had a rabbit with a. And uh, and on that farm, he had some mushrooms with a... (laughs) That'd be one of those famous Wisconsin popping mushrooms. (laughs) That's a rare, slippery beast. You have to get up early in the morning to catch that one.
3: Well, so the boy went to investigate the noise. The boy says he observed the creature clearly, then decided to run away. I didn't think anymore. I started walking up the hill slowly.
1: I didn't realise they had wild berries in Pakistan.
3: I heard it approaching me, so I ran as fast as I could, and I reached my neighbor's open cornfield, and that's when I believe it stopped its pursuit, because the cornfields are magical.
1: Is that what he says? that you making up? No, I that made up? that
3: up. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see where we are. Magical cornfields.
3: The student described the animal as a seven-foot-tall humanoid with white and gray fur on its cheeks, hands, and neck. What were you doing
1: there? One minute I'm bald, the next minute I'm hairy. Make up your mind. Which one is it? You're both. (laughs) I'm bald and hairy.
3: (laughs) Well, it's, it just said cheeks, <laughs> hands, and butt. Oh, or perfect!
1: <laughs> to be fair, it's been at least a week since I've shaved my ass.
3: <laughs> it had... It had bright blue eyes, glowing. It looked more like a human than a wolf. I noticed it, and it had claws that were at least two or three inches long. I told you, you needed a trim.
1: I can climb trees with these. Don't knock it.
3: Mm. He added that he and his family have also spotted UFOs every now and again in the area. But being Native American, you hear stories of men with the ability to shift into any animal. Yes, what are they called?
1: Shapeshifters and shapeshifters,
3: lycanthropes. Yep, and mm, Wendigos. windigos. Windigos. Mm, yes, I haven't been back to that trail ever since the berry picking cornfield incident.
1: The wow! If anyone yes. says to me in a southern accent, "Do you remember the cornfield <laughs> berry picking incident?" You know that did not go well.
3: Well, he said, I haven't told anyone this story before.
1: You bend down there and pick that berry right at the bottom. That one there. Look, it's bright, mm. bright Never blue. It's again. swollen. You bend over and pick that. Go on.
3: So there is the story I can tell you about the dog man, but we'll save that for another
1: time. You're going to save the dog man, are you? Yes. Werewolf in Anita, or I don't care.
3: <laughs> it's Oneida.
1: A oh, knife, werewolf in Anita. <laughs> oh, I don't care her. <laughs> Who
3: cares? Who
1: cares? Who cares? Miss <laughs> Morris cares? She's now on 15 mm. wondrous and glorious points. Miss Corrie, what have you got for me in the round of UFOlogy and cryptozoology?
2: Bizarre footage apparently showing a UFO speeding after and overtaking a passenger jet has sent conspiracy theorists into a frenzy the eerie clip shows a saucer-shaped object following the plane and its vapor trails before passing it completely the conspiracy theorists said that they were reading at home in lincoln new hampshire when they noticed the strange object close to the aircraft they said i am told that military pilots train in the mountains around where i live and i've always enjoyed seeing them fly through this happens all the time jets and helicopters are a common sighting so naturally i saw the jet and did a double take because there was something following it the shocking witness added i immediately thought that i was witnessing some strange aircraft possibly military but it was not a jet. The UFO was gaining on the jet. No helicopter could do that. I was blown away, and luckily I got my phone out in time to take a video. One user wrote, I am actually baffled. This looks legit. As to why? Who knows? Another had a different explanation. It's two planes traveling at different altitudes, one creating a vapor trail. But the witness is also convinced the sightings were supernatural. They said, It was very exciting
1: and I am anxious. This is available. Overtaking a plane or the same old bunk again. You can see <laughs> this video for yourself in Glorious Technicolor. There's been a lot of UFO sightings this week. There's a story. We haven't got time to read it out tonight, but there was a story where pilots, two separate pilots in two separate planes, saw a UFO. And they both recorded that visually. And then they asked the ground radar if they could see it on their radar, and they couldn't. So it's very interesting. I've spoken for many years about the idea that UFOs can be ethereal and solid at the same time. There's been lots of cases. There was a famous case back in the 60s. A gentleman called Claude Edwards in Missouri had a UFO land in his cow field, and he threw rocks at it, and it bounced off. And then you have stories like this, where the radar doesn't see them as a physical object. So it's very interesting. You've got that ghost thing going on, where a ghost is ethereal, but it can pick things up and you can hear it walk and you can hear it open doors and turn light switches on and off, but then it can walk through a wall. So it has physicality and an element of ethereal. And here's a UFO that is physical and has to hold creatures, but then has ethereal qualities as well. Which is remarkable. The things they've got in common, who knew such things there are more questions than answers as we come to the end of the round that is cryptozoology and ufos michelle's on a remarkable 19 and 19 i am on 17 which is my lucky number miss morris is bringing up the rear on 15 and on any other night she would be in the lead as we come to our final round that is the strange and the bizarre the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out but don't fit easily into any other category. An American woman woke up with a bizarre posh English accent after being hit on the head during a break-in.
3: Mm-hmm. There you go. Bunk.
1: Been it on the head recently, Miss Morris? Still bunk. Ashley bosmer 28, was alone in her family home when a burglar attacked her last October and knocked her unconscious. After being treated in hospital for a head injury, Ashley from Hollywood, Florida, yeah! Yeah, Florida, went back to her normal life but was still suffering with memory loss and brain fog, so she should fitting very well down there. <laughs> then a month later, her American draw disappeared overnight and she suddenly started speaking with a posh English accent, so became more intelligent and attractive overnight. I made that last bit up. We know. Doctors believe she is suffering from foreign accent syndrome or rare speech disorder found in cases with brain injuries. Any thoughts, Miss Morris? What are you talking about? Mum of one Ashley. (laughs) Mum of one Ashley said, I've never been to the UK or even anywhere near it. So it's a real mystery how this happened. Although she does watch Downton Abbey. She loves tea and eats fish and chips. I was a fan of Harry Potter when I was young but not really anything linked to Britain other than that. If anything, I was more impressed by the French accent growing up. Well, now she's ruined it. (sighs) The only exposure I have had was a former work colleague who had a Brit accent that I loved, but I've not spoken to him for over three years. My friends and family think it's really funny. They quote lines from Monty Python and even Miss Doubtfire at me and finish off conversations with cheerio or some other British mannerisms. Her husband Derek and daughter Sophia Five are amazed by the transformation in the accent, which can also sound Australia or South African. Any thoughts, Miss Morris?
3: What are you talking about?
1: Ashley <laughs> had recently returned to her studies to be a paramedic after taking time off to recover. Time off to recover or a lying mother of one from Florida? <laughs> You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre?
3: Just real quickly on your story. Hasn't there been stories in the past that somebody has got hit on the head and they actually came out? Speaking Japanese
1: yes, it's called foreign accent syndrome.
3: i well, I know, but they had no contact with it, and they spoke it fluently, and that's all they could speak after they came out.
1: I don't think I think it was the sound of Japanese rather than actually speaking Japanese like what I
3: do? Yeah, it's oh, kind of sitting meop- there. Oh. No,
1: I think it's a bit more like... No,
3: that's just you in the mornings in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Dead man's grip. I tell her <laughs> to eat more fiber. Whatever. What have you got, Miss Morris?
3: Hmm, It's no secret plenty of shoppers go to Ikea just to eat the meatballs. I didn't know Ikea had meatballs. Yes. Are you that's kidding me? That's the reason I've, I go there. I've never been to it's Ikea. It's like a dollar for four Actually, or oh, I you've love never their been? Food. I've never been to Ikea. I have to say, never.
1: Wow. Ever, ever, ever. You don't need a futon and you don't need meatballs. Why do you need to go?
3: That is very true. Well, the furniture giant has announced some more bizarre cafeteria creations just for everyone. Are you ready? Yes. How about the dogless hot dog?
1: That's a bun then, isn't it, really? It's
3: actually made of dried baby carrots on a bun made of micro-algae.
1: Just what you want, isn't it? A bit L-D. of, you know, that's going to cause you all kinds of problems. Oh! <laughs> it's late in the day. But if you've stuck with us to the bitter end, you can now take a shot because Michelle Cory has snorted with literally a minute to go.
3: <laughs> well, we also have the bug burger. It's a burger made from mealworms, and the meatball also made from mealworms, are just a few of the new items added to the menu. We must go. Well, I can't say I'm too excited now, but um, both a variety made from mealworms and other forms of vegetables. Also, there's a local salad made from microgreens and microgreen ice cream Michael-o. are the dishes that are now available there. Algae. algae
1: Algae. With
3: dried baby carrots. Mm. 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 Get
1: me one of them there algae burgers. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) A double shocker. (laughs) Terrible.
3: I've never been to Ikea.
1: We need to go. We need to take Mm -hmm. an MQTA trip out to Ikea. So I can have
3: some meatballs. There's one
1: at the Mall of America. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Wow. Who knew you're going to Ikea just for their culinary experience. i'm
3: not having the mealy worm one though Mm-mm. no the i'll, I'll point you in the
1: right direction i should keep frogs and lizards and i'd feed them mealy worms i'm not quite sure why you'd want to eat one
3: mm.
0: rough Mm-mm. times
1: we now enter the part of the show that we call not for your mother which means you have now come to find us on one of our platforms thank you for joining us thank you for being tech savvy if you're now on soundcloud why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show we'd also be very grateful If you would cut and paste the link and tell all your friends and family that you're now listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. There we go. If your mother is a nervous disposition, if your mother's easily offended, if there's small children in the room, they need to be removed. You have been warned. Geordie Shore star Marnie Simpson posted a picture of her pooch on Snapchat unaware that's her dog by the way unaware oh, her you. partners
3: <laughs> i was a little worried i thought you were <laughs> Can gonna you say post poop. a picture poop. of your
1: pooch i thought you said poop poop people take photographs of their food do you remember before digital cameras and the internet when you used to get a roll of film and you take pictures of all your dinners for the week take it to the pharmacy get it developed no it never happened did it <sighs> she was unaware when she was taking a picture of her pooch on snapchat that her partner's private parts were in the background of the picture. She was Close. focusing on her <laughs> chihuahua. That's what she calls his it, name. Huh? He's got a name, it's called Jerry. Oh.
3: Isn't that what you call yours?
1: Yes, mine's called Jerry. Your mm. chihuahua? Yeah, and yours is called Tom, probably. <laughs> she did not notice. Jerry the little.
3: Jerry. <laughs>
0: Ha <laughs> ha we wow. porquita. <laughs> Lovely
3: The pinchy Jerry.
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone's laughing, aren't they?
0: What? It's cold in Minnesota. It's cold. Probably minus 20 out there.
1: <laughs> wow. You done, or is there any more?
2: Oh, I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's more. There's going to be some more, isn't there?
1: <sighs> she was focusing on a chihuahua puppy named Jerry and did not notice that X Factor singer Casey Johnson... Johnson. <laughs> that's yes, right mr johnson great story was getting changed and his pants were around his legs marnie 26 quickly deleted the snap but not before fans got an eyeful one said the dog was cute but my eyes were immediately drawn to casey she thought it was a pug looking pensive one, uh... <laughs> one godsmack <laughs> follower said the dog was cute but my eyes were immediately drawn to Casey's meat and two veg dangling in the background.
0: Ooh. God
1: knows how she didn't notice it when she posted the snap. So many of her fans are little girls. I hope not too many of them saw it. Mummy, mummy, what's that? A spokesman for Marnie said she apologises to anyone who may have been offended. She can't even apologise for herself. She's got a spokesman. you She's employing someone just solely to... Apologize for Ooh, her to day. Clear up damage. day in, day out, damage control. I, I think, should
2: look into that. I think that's probably yeah.
1: <laughs> worth a look. I can do it. Really? There you go. You found yourself a job. Who knew? Asked what she liked. Casey Marney said his personality. And he's got a really massive, massive willy, which is always a plus. Wow. The Swedish flag looks like that, which is a plus. The couple have bought a house together in London, and mm-hmm. Marnie says she will spend the rest of their lives together. Didn't even flinch. <laughs> her every wrinkle's an inch. You decide to go to our wow. Facebook site. Everything's there for you. The picture's there. It's been digitised, of course.
3: Wow.
1: But it's there for you. Miss Morris.
3: I'll undigitize.
1: What have you got in yes. the round that is undigitized? not for your mother?
3: I'm going to, I think it's Chicago. Ooh. I think. You yeah, think? it's Chicago. Yep, it's I Chicago. I hope so. It's
1: a long way there. I don't want to get there and for you to say oh, I got hours, it wrong. Six hours, I
3: think. Not a well, miles away. college students the first week in April will learn about BDSM polygamy. Somebody put polygmory. Who's polygmory? <laughs> polygmory? Polygmorey Polvich. <laughs> That's a town in Ireland. Let's go to Polygmorey.
2: Not, not the father, the polygamist.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's Maury. That's my Maury.
1: You're making a Words up. Words up in American culture. I have no idea what you're talking about. Quiet, Jerry. Thank you.
3: Anyway, and masturbation on campus. <laughs> <for> sorry?
1: <laughs> <laughs> masturbation on campus.
3: Well, no. What students will be learning about is BDSM, polygamy, masturbation, and also... Hmm, Let's see. I think anal sex. (gasps) What? Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what they're learning. Chicago. They're learning
1: this, are they? Chicago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In college. (laughs) Chicago dominatrix Lady Sophia will teach the kinky class on healthy BDSM practices on April 5th in the University Harris's building. Organizers said the class is aimed to remove some of the stigma associated with BDSM by the Fifty Shades of Grey book and movie series. Never read a book. Never saw a movie. Sorry.
1: As an author, I've read a chapter of Fifty Shades of Grey. You Just to did say, not. I did. Did you really? Yep. It took me all of three minutes. And wow. uh, it was one of the worst written books I think I've ever read in my life. It, just in that chapter alone, she bit her lip three times, apparently. Ooh. So if you're looking for a cliche. Was it
3: like See Dick Run?
1: I have no idea what that is. is run, that-
2: Dick, run! I don't want to see it run.
1: What do you want to see it do?
2: <laughs> stay where it is. Stay right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sit, Dick, stay!
1: Wow. I feel this show's going downhill.
3: Don't you remember?
1: Miss the Curry. Dick and
3: Jane movies?
1: I've, again, I've no clue what you're oh, talking about. Oh, they
3: weren't movies. They were actually books that we read. I'm sure you've Garden. seen
1: movies that are very similar. What would oh, you like, yeah, Miss Corrie?
2: Yes. I know what the SM stands for, but what does the BD stand? Bondage? And
3: dominating,
2: isn't oh. it? Oh. Yeah.
1: Everyone looks at Nathan. He's obviously... <laughs>
3: He's handled cases. Mm-hmm. Of course he has.
1: <laughs> and he's got an incredible collection of very close to the line pornography that came all the Ooh, way from Holland. He's seen fifty shades of grey. Oh, Maybe what a load of rubbish. Gotcha. Honestly God. Okay. It's one of the There's some books that are written that are just awful and they do so well. The Bridges of Madison County was another book that was just written so badly. Never God, read it, never they... saw the movie. God almighty. But I like Harry Potter. Of course you do. And they're <gasps> children's books. We have this week in, week out. <gasps> I've got more ambition. a children's it's book. It's a child's book. I've got more ambition than reading children's books. She's a billionaire. Good. I'm pleased for her. I'm you sure she's You leave her paying.
3: alone and you leave potty
1: alone. I'm not going. <laughs> is she discussing potty? Is she doing potty? Or are we... Well, I think, actually, this lady might. I, I don't know. On, I think it's on Ooh, the cards. I bet
2: there could be some.
1: I bet you.
3: There's probably water sports. You know what those are, right? Yes, yeah, like ski garbanzo boots. Garbanzo
2: beans, ski boots, and chickpeas.
1: <laughs> We're going back to that, are we?
2: It's so funny, Adrian. I had to.
1: I've had a garbanzo bean on my face, but I've never had a chickpea.
3: No. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, anyway, what better way can you learn about the basics of BDSM than from a professional dom in Chicago? Chicago. That's right. (laughs) Sophia the Dominatric runs Chicago
1: Dungeon Rentals. She looks like your mother, Michelle.
3: A dungeon rental.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Really? You're hiring the space for an hour.
3: Are you serious? I would
1: imagine that's what that is, yeah.
3: Well, she is also an established sex educator. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Did I say that?
1: You can say Correctly. whatever you want. We're in the not for your mother round. It doesn't matter anymore. Oh,
3: good. Lady Sophia's website said she had eight years of experience as a professional dominatrix and 13 as an adult sexuality educator. My firm hand reveals skill earned by meticulous training and dedicated practice. Was she finished You are before a true student turned teacher of the art of kink- and domination Mr. Bond (laughs) yes she said Northwestern Sex Week runs April 3rd through the 6th with other classes and events on polygamy masturbation personal sex stories
1: Oh my God. I can know, what well, you're all sat in a circle and they're all 17 and 18. And it's like, tell us your experiences. Well, and she sat there, you know.
0: Well, Isn't there also...
1: a scene in Austin Powers when he's sat there with his son and Carrie Fisher is the therapist and he talks about, you know, being in Belgium in the summer and all kinds of nasty things.
3: Well, she also teaches on queer and kink sex, whatever that is.
1: And she also lectures in psychology and statistics.
3: Mm. Mm. A panel of students who had been in the polyamorous relationships where couples knowingly have more than one partner would share their insights on April 4th. If you want to hit them up, other events include sex jeopardy. Mm.
1: Sex jeopardy.
3: Yes. I'll take masturbation for 500, please. Of course you will. Yes. What other categories do you think they have?
1: I have no idea. Bondage.
3: Yeah. Mm, whips
1: what's this your birthday list I'll (laughs) take
3: anal beads for 300
1: will you what should you not pull out (laughs) like you're trying to start a chainsaw
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh I thought you said what shouldn't you pull out and I was thinking a parakeet (laughs) oh oh, no
1: Bungee. Bungee smuggler lovely are we done Mm. are we say more oh
3: no and there's (laughs) also going to be a sex is good the benefits of masturbation
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) go on you don't have to sell it to me
3: (laughs) 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 well it's also going to finish with a talk by new york museum of sex curator lisa rivera oh Wow!
1: So everything Go to look forward to. to.
0: Sex
3: class—they never had that in high school or elementary. You never
1: went to high school. <laughs>
3: elementary.
1: What? Elementary school. This is the hilarious moment a Cheltenham racegoer had his penis trapped in a train door by his pals on the way to the races. Obviously a new meaning for the word hilarious I hadn't previously been How aware did it of. get out? Ooh. He took it out. Shocking footage shows the man's friends holding his private parts in place as the train doors close. Ouch! It stays jammed in place for several seconds as the group collapse with laughter. But they stopped giggling for long enough to prise the doors open and release their friend. Danny Criddle posted the shocking clip on Twitter with the caption, F me, we're only going on the train. Mind the gap, stand clear of the doors. The video has been viewed over 300,000 times and has picked up nearly 3,000 retweets. The video starts with the man swaying on a train carriage with a bottle of alcohol in a train carriage as his friends stand on the platform's edge. He walks forwards with his member, poking out of his trousers, and lets his friend grab it and hold him in place as the doors close. You've got to know who your friends are. What I find odd about this clip, and it is funny, he gets his willy stuck in the train door. You watched it, didn't you? I did. How many times? Well, three or four, just to get a flavour of things. He (laughs) unzips himself, takes his carrot out, And his friend grabs it, and his friend's then stretching it out like chewing gum as the train door. I wouldn't... Could you... I mean, you see what... Could he... Is it... Why is he... I can't understand why he's let his friend pull on the end of it and stretch it into a train door. Would it be
3: the same as slamming it in a door, and can we try that on
1: you? (sighs) Apparently, there's not enough. Oh, yes. Danny Meach said, this is effing amazing. I'm crying. Cracking chopper. Sam Wald said, funniest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> wow, Willie stuck in the door, or I've seen it all before. You can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and see a man having his Willie trapped in a train door. Michelle Corry, mm. what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Weren't school trips just
2: the best? Love them. Mm. We went to
1: France... We went all over Europe. It was a joy. For most of
2: us, they were the first time we spent away from our parents and a great chance to hang out with our mates and try new things. Whether it was a cold and rainy UK camping trip or exploring a different culture abroad, they were always great fun. But there was one thing you had to remember to do if you wanted to keep mom and dad happy, and that was get them a present. Come back not pregnant. Mm, That's too. One teen did just this during her school trip to Paris. Lovely. And she picked an Eiffel Tower candle. Isn't that sweet? Perfect. I loves it. I thought you might like that, Heather. Mm. But she accidentally bought a penis Eiffel Tower candle. How does that
3: happen by accident?
1: I don't understand <laughs> it. You can mix the two together.
2: Uh. When she proudly presented it to her mom, her parents had absolutely no idea what to do. She shared her dilemma on the parenting website Mumset, writing, Help! My darling daughter bought me a penis candle. My wow. daughter, in year nine, got back from her French exchange in Paris yesterday, and she brought presents for me her dad and her siblings one problem she brought me what she thought was an innocent eiffel tower candle and clearly it isn't
1: oh um my. year nine age year nine in britain means you've had nine years of schooling and you will be between the ages of 13 and 14
3: oh so she may not know what uh jerry the
1: if, little, jerry if it was i mean there's a lot of things going on here it's got to be a candle it's got to be the Eiffel Tower, and it's got to be a Willie. So you're trying to get three things into one. I find it remarkable. I,
2: uh, well, if The craftsmanship, you mean? Oh,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they've got to have an eye for detail there, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But the,
2: the it,
3: narrow tip.
1: I don't understand myself, because the Eiffel Tower in no way, shape, or form, other than being a huge erection that plunges itself into Mother Nature, has nothing to do with a phallus. I... You'd be better off with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, wouldn't you, for example?
3: Or in the shape of a butt plug.
1: I'm sorry. Which part <laughs> of Europe would you, you be to? The
3: butt plug. Yes, let's all go to Barcelona
1: <laughs> and we'll visit the butt plug.
3: <laughs> the butt plug museum. <laughs>
1: You've got to go in through the back door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm.
2: She later added, I honestly don't think she did realize she's at an all girls school and very innocent and naive for her age. I asked her why it was shaped like that, and she said she thought it was just a candle shape on top of an Eiffel Tower base. Wow. Most parents loved her story, but said she shouldn't tell her daughter. What it actually is.
1: Did she not wonder why the Sacre curve was on both sides?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, one wrote, Ah, oh, that's so funny and sweet. Don't embarrass her. Just light it and smile. It's a story for future years. One woman had a great idea suggesting I'd save it and give it back to her as a gay gift on her 18th birthday.
1: She bought one for herself but without a wig. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K two meter and the dead battery. It is Heather Morris who scored fifteen. Why? Remarkably large points because you didn't score as much as Michelle or myself. Uh. In resplendent first place, winning the thirty-three dollar IR camera, all on her own. She doesn't have to share it this week. Just thirty-three with dollars this week. Nineteen.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> a cheap one.
0: I the got budget. The crappy. The one. budget for this show. <laughs> <laughs> you got the- (laughs) You sure look really unhappy.
1: Winning the three dollar camera that we found in the thrift shop that has some rather disgusting photographs left on it that the previous owner didn't remove oh no <laughs> have another drink the snorting it caught up with us at the end we came strong at the end they give me petrol no, she's giving you petrol if you're drinking petrol what do you think was gonna happen do you not live oh, do you not fear listener we are back next week when I'll be able to read a whole new bunch of stories I promise I would love for you to join me for a fine informative Ooh. journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show if you don't like them and contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We have brand new shows that aren't going to be put out. On air. If you go to patreon.com and search for NQTA radio, everything is there for you. Please join my Twitter account. I've got 99.8 thousand followers. It's driving me insane. That's Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show on SoundCloud, and we do a round called Not For Your Mother. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, it's Drainer, Nathan Bush, Michelle, Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society at Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember be interested and interesting. Good night.